Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! So remember those overreactions I had on this week's podcast earlier? Well, Bulls proved me wrong. I think CJ told me before we started, they heard me, and they did. Bulls went mm-hmm. 2-0 and this week against Celtics and the Pacers. Final score of the Celtics game, 120-102. to Final of the Pacers game, 124-109. to I saw a lot of good signs, and we're going to break it all down here on this episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by, as always, our friends at betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside... Former Bulls bench mob member in Tennessee, Vol, CJ Watson. CJ, good to have you back, man. Exciting week. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great week. They heard your cries, and uh, they went 2-0 and this week, or last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have to do that more often or not, but I told you I wanted to be in a good mood for today's show, and I am, because they went 2-0, and and they beat the Celtics. They already have more wins over the top teams in the East than they did all of last year. That's something we're going to talk extensively about after I tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Don't forget college football is in full swing. And college basketball is just around the corner. It's a great time of year. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus over at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Back-to-back big wins for the Bulls this week. They beat Boston. They beat Indiana. They tried to lose that Pacers game. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of promising signs out of this team. And as I told you before, we set it up two wins against last year's top teams in the East. That's one more than they had all of last year. So we're seeing some good signs here. And I feel like this thing is starting to come together. They're playing team basketball. And that's something we kind of talked about last week. And even on Tuesday's show was they need to play team basketball, team defense. I still want to see more out of the defense, I think, but that's going to be kind of a season long approach, but all in all, really good effort this week yeah i agree yeah like you said there needs to be more team aspect um like you said it's more balanced scoring and i think right now they're that's what they're doing especially these last two games the bench play well they kept uh kept things live and and steady and then uh you know the starters did what they're supposed to do and this is something that will purdue talked about on the post game show last night on nbc sports chicago this team is not built to have one guy take over it's got to be a little bit of everybody it was Io DeSumo against the Boston Celtics. It's been Nikola Vucevic lately, which Vuce, we talked about it earlier this week. He's having a really good start to the year. Derek Jones Jr. looked good. All in all, this thing, I mean, it seems, I don't want to say special just yet, but this is much better than last year, I think, in terms of especially depth. That second unit, Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, 
I knew they'd be good signings. They're proving to be instant impact. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what you want when you get those uh, guys off the bench, uh, veteran guys who can come in, maybe even start uh, when you know the starters are not playing, and but also just come to give you that steady uh, production. And uh, like you said, Dragic is doing great. Drummond is doing well, protecting the rim, getting rebounds, um, putting the ball back. Um, then you have Io. Uh, did I say his name right that time? You did. You got it. Okay. I'm doing better this time. <laughs> he's, he's, playing, he's, he's playing great. You know, um, he's holding down the fort until Lonzo gets back. And even when they move him back to the bench, he's still going to be a great production player off the bench. So all these signs are starting to trend, you know, toward toward the way we want him to. You know, it's, it's how I set you up every show. And it's a big part of what you were with the Bulls. You were part of that bench mob coming mm-hmm. off the bench like that because you've started too. you've done both. Yeah. What is kind of that different mentality versus starting versus coming off the bench? Because I used to use the old Rick Majerus line mm-hmm. that Porter Moser used to use at Loyola, that starting's for high school, that yeah. type of mantra. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate or is that an oversimplification? Or how does that work, that mindset difference? I think for me, starting was, uh, especially when I played for the Bulls, it was just, I wanted to get everyone involved first. My my go-to guys, Walding, um, Joe Kim, um, get their confidence up high, then I can find my ways in in areas to score, uh, get easy transition threes or um, buckets in trash transition or get to the free throw line. But also when I'm coming off the bench, I want to be just as aggressive because um, I don't, I know I have limited time. I made me get six to eight minutes uh, per half. So I need to maximize that time when I'm in there, uh, getting my shots, getting my team involved and making a, a play either on the defensive end or offensive end. And then having that depth in that second unit, this is something I talked about last year. The starting five were really good. They mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of depth in that second unit. Now they do. Dragic, Drummond, Caruso has been, he said he was going to take it easy this year. He has not. <laughs> he's been all over the court. Right. I mean, in more ways than one. He's been mm-hmm. diving for loose balls. He's been aggressive. I really think that bench group, especially mm-hmm. with those two additions, They've taken a big step, and that's going to be a huge part. I think the bench is a big reason they won that Indiana game by as much as they did. Oh, yeah, for sure. When your bench can come in and, and be as productive as your starters are even more productive um, in that plus and minus category, that's a big, big help for your team. Um, and it's a relief for your starters because they, they know they don't have to come in and do the brother in the work when their reserves come in. They can take a break, you know, relax and, and cheer the team on and just really just kind of see the game from the court and see where they can affect the game off the bench. And when they get back in the court, you know, be just as effective. You know, let's give some context in that Pacers game. It was a 24-point lead at one point, and I chalked it off. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to be a blowout game. This Pacers team, they're young. They're down by a lot. This is going to be easy. I was writing it on three on a desk shift. It was writing about Iowa's football coach and other stuff like that. And I look up. The lead was 11. And I'm like, no, there's, there's no way they're going to do this. This is the third quarter. Right. Then it got to four. And I'm thinking to myself, this team last year, this is over. Like Indiana's going to make a run. They don't have the depth on the bench. I was sick and tired of Tony Bradley last year, if I'm being totally honest. Right. But guys like Drogic and Drummond, especially like these two, they were trying to come up with some nickname for him. Layla Rahimi and Will Purdue were on the postgame show. <laughs> and I don't want to try and do anything like that. That's not my, that's not my strong suit, but I'm going to keep harping on it. These two additions. And I talked about the other day, those were the two biggest additions of the off season. They're proving to be even better than definitely. I thought they'd be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, when you have two veterans like that who have been around the league for a long time, played on great teams, played on bad teams, and they know when teams come in and make a run, they can kind of steady the ship. They can get a good sh- good shot every time. Uh, they can bring the bring the guys in. Um, communication is, is a big key in NBA basketball. So I think, especially with a young team like we have, um, it's good those veterans come in and be a good mix for the team. 
it also helps you have a very confident Andre Drummond who said mm-hmm. something to the extent of I'm the best rebounder of this generation. Right, yeah. Your response I mean, to that? <laughs> uh, I mean, if he likes it, I love it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always good to be confident. I would never want to kill anyone's confidence. So if he believes that, hey, that's what every every player should go out there on the floor believing they're the best player. That's why he's in the NBA. Yeah, and he's looking the part, too. I mean, putting right. together some really good stretches here. And you always worry with a veteran guy like that, someone who has started in this league a right. long time, now coming off the bench. I was worried maybe there'd be – I don't want to say, I don't know how to put it, but I was worried there'd be something there with him coming off the bench. Yeah. No, I see no difference. That's truly just a veteran guy playing his role. Yeah, I think he just knows his role, especially when I mean, you have a guy like Booch who is good offensively and de- defensively. Um, a guy like Drummond who is kind of limited offensively, but defensively he's still spectacular at his age and for his position. Um, he can still come out there and be be aggressive and, and find his role in his niche, especially on a good team. Uh, this would be a playoff team this year, and I think he knows his role. He's finding his role and is only going to get better in his role throughout the year. Yeah, the playoff situation is something we can talk about as the year goes on because Philadelphia is struggling, Brooklyn's mm-hmm. struggling, Milwaukee's struggling. Here are the Bulls at 3-2, and two. Mm-hmm. and a big reason for that is Iota Sumu, who is yeah. playing at a really high level. 22 points against Boston, 7 assists against Indiana. <clears throat> now, you talked about it earlier. He's kind of filling Lonzo's spot in the starting lineup right now, and we say this every show. Lonzo's coming back. We don't know when. Right. But when that does happen, because Lonzo is coming back, Billy Donovan had a non-update update. On Wednesday, he said, like, he's doing well. He's been back in the gym doing upper body work, I think. So, basically, he's on the road to recovery. It's just we don't know when. But when Lonzo comes back, Io's obviously going to end up moving to the bench, I would think. Right. With the way he's playing right now as a starter, having that production off the bench, along with what Dragic and Drummond are doing in Caruso, I think you've got a really good group in that second unit building on what you have right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, he wants to continue to play well even when he's starting, because once he goes to the bench, his confidence will be super high. And then also when you go to the bench, you're going to be playing against bench players. So you're not mostly going to be playing as starters. So you'll see that confidence, uh, you know, rain on the court. And that's all you want. You want to keep playing confident, keep getting better and uh, just keep being productive. Yeah. And the confidence is a big thing. And that's something that another draft pick, Patrick Williams, I want to see more of that out of him. We're going to get to him in a little bit. I've got some thoughts on he will (laughs) and his development and everything. But with, with Io, I just love the story. We talk all day, the Chicago kid who went to Illinois and put on a show at Illinois, second-round pick. He should have been a first-round pick. He's proving that. And I really think he's making a bigger impact than anyone thought he would this year, jumping into that starting point guard role. But he's known to do well on this big stage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a big time player. Um, as Dickie V would say, he's a prime time player. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's he's built for these moments. And I think, like I said, he's only going to get better with the more playing time, the more experience. And that's all you want from a player like him, no matter what the draft status was or what the issue was, like he's proving everyone wrong. Is there something to that when a guy's like, OK, I should have been a first round pick. but I got in the second round. Like, do you think that chip on the shoulder mentality is what's kind of making the difference here? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's 100%. Yeah, guys going, you know, wanting to be in that first-round pick. And uh, if, if they're not, they're mad, they're pissed, and they're going to go out and show it. The big-time players, you know, prove it on the court and don't really listen to the naysayers, but just go go out and, and work work hard and just put your head down and just be the best you can be. Like, I feel bad that we keep talking about him as a second-round pick, but, you know, I, he should have been a first-rounder. I said that from the get-go. And it's weird. Like you see these guys that are starring as yeah, Jaden Ivy. You've got Paolo Boncaro, all these guys that were shoe-ins for the first round. I thought Io should have been mid late first round. And here he is as a second rounder 
mm-hmm. making a case for one of the best young players in the game. I think maybe that's an overreaction too. I don't know. Maybe that's just a bias from being <laughs> from Illinois, watching IO at Illinois. But I really think he's got to be putting himself in a really good category with the rest of these young players. Oh yeah, for sure. He's definitely up there. Um, like I said, just as long as you keep being productive, keep getting better and better each and every year, that's the thing. Cause every year there's going to be players coming behind you trying to take your spot, trying to come in and, you know, and be a, uh, impact player on the team so regardless of the status of where you're drafted like I said I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder and I'm sure that is you know killing him every night but as long as he goes out on the court and be productive that's all you can ask for and I think the other thing that impresses me it seems he has the trust of Billy mm-hmm. Donovan and the coaching staff already now he's been in the league a year and what five games now so 87 right. games he's been yeah, in yeah. the league it seems like having that trust already that's huge for his development. Now it's going to create a big problem, and this will be a later in the year conversation, but we can start it now. We got to come up. We, there's going to be a decision coming right. on Io DeSumo with a contract because he was that second-round pick that impacts right. his contract status. Yeah. And right now, I think if you're Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley, you've got to seriously start thinking about, okay, I know it's five games in. We mm-hmm. got a decision to make. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, as I put on my GM or president hat, uh, you know, those are great situations to be in. Um, I think, every, you know, obviously Lonzo's the starter, but their backup wants to be just as good and wants to be paid for. But we'll talk about that, you know, in the summertime or when things get closer. But I want to see him play out the whole year. Obviously, it's five games in. He's doing great. But I want to see that consistency for, you know, the five, six, seven month stretch. Yeah, we don't want to get too far into that five games in. You still got right. 77 more games left right. to go. There's a lot that can happen. We saw right. it last year, Patrick Williams got hurt early mm-hmm. in the season when it should have been a big year for him. And he's off to a slow start this year. He looked good against Indiana, but take the competition level there. Indiana's a young team. I don't, right. I don't know what's going to happen with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. I have no earthly idea that the Lakers are going to throw a bag like they right. keep wanting to do, which you're going to have more thoughts on the Lakers too. That's a tease. <laughs> Those of us in the business call that a tease. There's more, more to come on that. But he looked good against the Pacers. He didn't grab a rebound, but he did get an assist, which he didn't have in the other games. Right. There's been talk and discussion about maybe moving Patrick Williams to the bench and starting a guy like Javante Green, who brings that energy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be good for his development instead of putting him into that starting role? Um, I don't think so. I think you want to keep him in the starting role. Um, keep, like say, keep working with him, keep keeping his confidence high and uh, just helping him try to grow and get better. Obviously, there's a lot of things he's lacking right now, but um, just moving him to the bench isn't going to help. That's only, only going to hurt his mental and uh, make it worse, I feel like. That goes back to our discussion about the mentality with starters and coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe, and this is just my opinion, it could be see the game unfold before right. you jump in. Right. Maybe that could make an impact. I said the same thing with Kobe White. That was, I think, the only thing I agree with Jim Boylan on when he was mm-hmm. head coach. And I can't believe I'm even invoking that name right now. <laughs> but the only thing I agree with Jim Boylan, I was bringing Kobe White off the bench. Because I think, yeah. and you're seeing that now, he's proven to be a good shooter off the bench. There are guys, and maybe you know this from your experience too, that need to see how fast the game is going, things like that on the bench, and then jump in. And I wonder if maybe Patrick Williams, at least to start, could be one of those guys. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, making a switch maybe might light a fire under him um, to you know to work harder to to kind of pick up the game, pick up the pace a little faster um, as the team would want him to. Uh, Because like I said, everyone's job is is on the line, even the coaches, the GMs, president, whatever the case may be. So uh, they all want everyone to succeed. So we all we all can be happy. <laughs> and this could be this would be a very different discussion if the Bulls were like, I don't know, twelve expecting to be like twelfth in the East or something, maybe borderline yeah. play in tournament. 
Right. But this roster, it's playoffs or bust. And that's the message Arturis Karnashov has had before the years. They expect to be one of those top six teams. Mm-hmm. I still think they're on the fringe of that. Depending on what happens with these top teams that are struggling, the Bulls are putting themselves in a really good position. But we saw some good signs, like I said, against Indiana. I want to see it consistently. Otherwise, you got Billy Donovan's going to have to make a change, I feel like, just because you're in that win-now mode. And Javante Green has looked fantastic. And maybe he's a guy that just does better off the bench, too. Right, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like you said, consistency is the main word with this team. I think uh, over time we'll see how consistent they are, how 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 uh, how well the team gels uh, chemistry-wise and how everyone uh, is filled into their roles. I think once, once everyone buys into their roles, they, we'll see that chemistry and that consistency come along. But hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see it roll on uh, week after week, game after game. And this goes back to something I said the other day, too. Billy Donovan's going to get this thing right. And yeah. so far, they responded really well to that disaster that that home opener was against Cleveland. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. It was a disaster. Yeah. They bounced back from it really well. And the, my mantra is going to be this year, and I'm going to keep saying it. This might be something we put on a T-shirt. In right. Billy, we trust, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think Billy Donovan is an elite basketball mind. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be, if he's not, I think he's a Hall of Famer already. If not, he should be at least at the college level with what he did mm-hmm. at Florida. Taking right. those Oklahoma City teams to the playoffs with different rosters. Now he has a consistent Bulls roster here. It feels like maybe that Cleveland game was a wake-up call. And maybe he's starting to light a fire under these guys. And going forward, we talked about this really tough stretch they've got coming up. Indiana was kind of the lighter game of that. You got yeah. a couple back-to-backs here. Don't know what's going to happen with Zach Levine in those back-to-backs too with the knee. Billy Donovan is the guy I trust to get this team playing at its highest level. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a motivator, uh, encourager. Uh, I, I feel like he lets you play free just from you know watching the game. Looks like a player's coach, um, and um, I think just being resilient from that Cleveland loss, like you said, was was a big one. It, it a little concerned me a little bit that they were down by 19 against Boston, but still kind of figured a way to pull it out um, because they're at home. I think, but uh, I think that's just a big uh, a big uh, note to Billy Donovan how he gets his teams ready. And I want to go through this stretch again. We talked about it the other day, but I just want to remind people what they have coming up <laughs> at San Antonio on Friday. This podcast drops on Friday. So this will be Friday night at San Antonio. Then the second half of a back-to-back back at home against Philadelphia. Then they go to Brooklyn Tuesday, November 1st, second half of a back-to-back on Wednesday, back at home against Charlotte. Then they go to Boston on Friday and they have another back-to-back against Toronto, November 6th and 7th. That is brutal and yes, I'm, I'm not just stretch. talking about from the teams like the teams they're playing are they're high level teams especially i don't know san antonio is struggling it's a greg right. popovich team don't ever take a greg popovich team lightly that's yeah, just yeah, the sure. way it is but with yep. the you got one two three back-to-backs in there yeah that's brutal how do you yeah. go through that you know i mean you just you just get through it you try to sleep as much as you can rest and recover eat good meals uh stretch drink a lot of water um but yeah, the travel is a, is a is a big thing. But uh, you know, it's part of the NBA. It's part of the business, uh, and you just gotta got to get through it. And I know the league's trying to cut back on the back to backs. That was part of the collective bargaining agreements. I think there's yeah. an, is there another one coming up? Is that is that I coming think so, up? Yeah. Either way, I know it's a big discussion point. But this is just, I mean, you got Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then you got Sunday, Monday in there. Like that's why you get paid the big bucks. Exactly. Gotta, but then yeah. <laughs> it light it lightens up though. They've got New Orleans, Denver, New Orleans again, Orlando, like and you've got days in between. Like you've got right. the ninth, the thirteenth, the sixteenth, the eighteenth. You've got days in between then. But yeah, just get through these what what I count, seven games in here. 
yeah, yeah. get through these unscathed. And now I don't know how the injury management's going to go with Zach Levine. He didn't have much insight on that after the game Wednesday night, but I think he's going to be in and out of the lineup just to protect that knee, like we talked about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to. Uh, I think you're looking more long term for Zach and uh, making sure he's healthy, like I said, down the stretch. So, uh, you know, back to backs, he probably won't be able to play, but uh, other guys can step up. You know, that's where other guys can make a case for, hey, coach, I want to play. I'm productive. Uh, I've been sitting on the bench for a long time. I can play. I can play, too. So uh, hopefully they can show up, you know, and, and make that case for him. And that's not to say there aren't opportunities in the stretch, too. Like I talk about the quality of these teams. Philadelphia is driving the struggle bus right now. They're not riding it. They're driving it. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah. is struggling right now. I still don't know what to make of the situation in Boston. Like yeah, I yeah. still, I still think that's just an interesting scenario there with everything going on with the MA Udoka. The Raptors on a back-to-back. That's the Raptors present a tough challenge, but with a back-to-back, maybe you can get one of those. Right. I think you can beat Charlotte. I think Charlotte's down Lamelo Ball. They're down. Uh, there's another one. They're down. I can't remember off the top of my head. Bridges, I think. And then San Antonio. Like I said, they're they're beatable, but it's still pop. Don't take them lightly. So yeah, they've yeah. got their opportunities. It's just you have to make the most of those opportunities. And even without Zach, like you said, someone has to step up. I don't know who that could be. Maybe it's Derek mm-hmm. Jones Jr. again. Maybe Dale and Terry get some good minutes and lights it up. I don't know. Right. But I think a lot of guys are going to have to step up here in the next two weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like one of my old coaches used to say, Bruce Pearl, win the games you're supposed to win and win a couple games you're not supposed to win. So, you know, just got to go out there and be productive every night, bring the energy every night. Um, like a lot of times those back-to-backs might, might be low energy, but so hopefully someone off the bench can can uh, bring some energy off the bench and, and really get the team going. That's a good guy to take advice from, Bruce Pearl. It's safe to say he knows eh, what he's doing. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> I'd say he's doing good things at Auburn, too. Yeah, yeah. Got, I can't wait for college hoops, man. I'm so excited. But yeah, I, can't get on, I can't get on that tangent right now. We got <laughs> to wrap this up because uh, we got more thoughts on the Lakers as we go around the association again because they're 0-4. Who yeah. thought the Lakers would be 0-4? And, and Anthony Davis keeps grabbing at his lower back, like his hip or something. I don't know if he's playing 100%. What are they, 22% from three-point land? Something like that. This is, I said DEFCON 3 the other day. We're bordering on DEFCON 1 already four games in. This is bad. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yeah, even with Russ out, it looks even worse. Um, I think the Lakers are just... Yeah, you can't blame Russ now. Um, And I think the Lakers are just shooting too many threes. I know the league has gone to being a a shooting shooting team and shooting league, but I think if you're not built to shoot threes, you shouldn't shoot them. You're just wasting your time and making yourself look bad and the team look bad. So... I think there's, they have to figure something out. They still play a lot of one-on-one basketball to me where everyone's just standing and look, watching LeBron or watching AD. Uh, so I think the offense has to be more continuity in it. And also defense is a, a big area of concern for them also. So let's have you put on your GM hat again. <laughs> what would you do to improve this team with the three-point shooting? Because the league is obviously pace and space, yeah. shoot the three. Well, this right, team's yeah. not shooting the three well. What All do right. they have to do? If you were Rob Polinka, what would you do? Uh, I would try to get some shooters in there, um, some three and D guys, some guys who who really don't need the ball in their hands, but just want to come in and play defense and shoot the three. Um, but also, uh, I think the offense, like I said, has to be more more fluid to the offense, more more spacing, um, more more movement. Uh, they're not really getting a lot of dribble handoffs, a lot of misdirection type of stuff. So I think that's the the main thing, also. And I know we're only four games in. They might have to make a big move if this keeps up and doesn't get right. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to go zero and eighty two. Nobody yeah, goes zero yeah. and eighty two in this. We game. hope not, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's one it's one of those things. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a math guy. There's a reason right. I majored in journalism and communications. <laughs> I'm not a math guy, but I can tell you the odds of going zero and eighty two are that right. Like yeah. they're it's not going to happen. But if they're going to miss the playoffs again, 
I think you got to see some seismic changes there. And that's ways down the road. Trade deadline's not for a long mm. while yet. We're in trade deadline mode because with covering football, the NFL trade deadline's coming up. Right. But yeah. you can't, if you're 0-4 to start and you're in Western Conference, same conference as the defending champs, by the way. Right. I think that's just got to be something in the back of your mind if you're Rob Palenka. No, I mean, I mean it's something in in his mind right now. I'm I'm sure <laughs> he has to he has to make a move now and before it gets even worse. Like because, uh, like I said, it's not looking any better. Um, they're not even they're barely you know getting uh, over a hundred points each game. So I think something has to change. It has to change now. I agree, and we're gonna see what happens. And I just want to go through again the Bulls' upcoming schedule: brutal stretch at San Antonio, home against the Seventy Sixers, at Brooklyn, home against Charlotte, at Boston. At Toronto, home against Toronto. There are one, two, three back-to-backs in there. Yeah, going to be tough. Zach Levine will be in and out of the lineup. But all in all, there are opportunities here. Just stay healthy. That is the only thing I yep. ask in the stretch like this. Just stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want. You want to stay healthy and win as many games as you can. Uh, you want to put like every 10 games uh, uh, together as possible and try to go like 8-2, and 7-3 in those 10 games in a uh, just like I said, just just win, just be competitive, just compete, and uh, hope for the best. It's the old Al Davis line: just win, baby. Right. <laughs> just win. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care right. if you blow them out. Just win. I just yeah. want a couple. I want a few wins in this stretch. Put yourself in a good position. I'm not even going to look at. I'm not looking at the standings yet. Five games in, right. not look. Not going to yeah. look at the damn standings yet. Give it. Give it another probably ten games. I'll start maybe yeah. looking. We'll bring it up on the show. But you're not not ready to go there yet, especially with some of these teams struggling. You never know what can happen. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I've waited to December to see yeah. where where teams really stand. You'll see where teams are going to be competitive or which ones are trying to so-called tank or not for the number one pick. But uh, I think December is like a real a good good gauge to see where where teams are going to stand. Well, especially with a guy like Victor, I'm going to butcher his name, Victor Wembanyama. I think it's how yeah, you yeah. pronounce it. With I'm a guy like try. him, yeah, I'm I think you try. can <laughs> see. I think you're going to see some teams maybe start showing their hand, like, hey, we're right. going to start tanking for that top pick because he is just right. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Watching the highlights of him. He's one I would definitely tank for. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think there are a lot of GMs that would agree with you, too. All right, yeah. <laughs> that is a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to use that promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, just like on the shirt here, B L E A V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. I also forgot to tell you, speaking of this shirt, we have an official shirt of the show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. There's plenty of good stuff like this sweatshirt I have on right now, shameless plug, shop.believe.com. Great stuff there. The guys do a great job. CJ, another fun episode. We're going to be back here Tuesday. And yeah, we're going to be diving right into this stretch the Bulls are in because I'm. it's going to be a mixed bag, I think. Very curious to see how they respond to this. You got to call it now. You got to give us a record now. What's your, what's your predictions? Oh man, you're putting me on. You're putting me on the spot here. This wasn't even in. This wasn't even in the rundown. What do we got? Six games. I'm gonna say, shoot for four and two. It's good. Yeah. Four and two. Actually, if there's seven games in here, let's go shoot for five and two. Yeah, yeah. Lose That's two good. of those games. I'm I'm fine with. Don't go two and five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want that. No losing right. record. I, I give them. I give them even five hundred. Okay, I'll let's take get that. Five hundred. That'd be fine. You know, early in the season with a stretch like that, we'll take 500. Right, yeah. I'm sure Billy Donovan would say that too, but we're going to check in on this. We're going to keep up on our predictions as next week goes on. We'll have two more episodes coming right in the middle of this. We will see you back here for another episode on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.